So, open house last night, and you volunteered basically to take over the garden of the school. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's. Uh, <laughs> well, they have a gardening club, and yeah. it's one of those things that I, because there's I I have you know obviously I have incentive to do the garden at home, mm-hmm. but I don't have enough incentive really i mean uh, well i haven't is what i should say this year is obviously extremely different because you're home mm-hmm. the biggest thing is that when you're not home and i grow things and i want you know the girls to eat you know better food or whatever i one i'm limited in what i know how to make and what i can make so coming up with you know i can't just pick an ingredient out of the garden because i need to harvest you know blah 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 and then go make something out of it in the kitchen and utilize all of that but you can right. or you can you know help tell <laughs> other people what they can do with it and give ideas and things like that so it's definitely going to be a lot easier but also you know i having the ability to go out there and do you know more than just oh i'm going out there and watering things and waiting it's now actually going to be i'm actually going to be tending to a garden like this is going to be my job kind of thing i'm not worrying about whether or not if i'm not inside catering to the girls and doing all the things with them if it's going to get done or not i'm not going to be you know sitting around hoping and being the only person that is in charge of things and then also trying to run a garden it's i'm not getting up every single morning to get the girls up i'm not you know going and picking them up every day i'm not doing like i'm not doing all that stuff anymore So it's definitely going to be a lot easier, but on top of that, I have a better growing setup inside now, so I can grow more of the things that I want to grow inside and have all of the, you know, starters that I always want to buy because it's easier and, you know, I didn't have the space before to grow them. Now Mm -hmm. I do, and I'm very much sticking to, like, I'm, like, (laughs) we're going to, I'm going to have so many solo cups everywhere because I'm, I'm going to be doing all those starters. And mm-hmm. so instead of doing those starters the way that most people do, where they plant, you know, two seeds to a pot and then cut whichever one is, you know, the smaller one or depending on what it is, because sometimes you want the smaller one and not the bigger one. Right. Um, like tomato plants, you want them to be taller because you want to bury them when you plant them. But like something like pepper plants, you don't want that. You don't want them to be leggy. And so, but instead of, you know, cutting them down and then potting them up i'm going to separate and pot them up so that i have literally almost twice as many because i really did have almost 100 percent germination rate with all of my seeds this year so far but now i can give the ones that are extra away to the school and grow them there and help them you know learn and i can teach them Mm -hmm. at least what i know so far because most of the stuff i'm still learning but like i'm gonna focus on like super simple things like the tomatoes and cucumbers because those grow super easy and no matter what you can treat a tomato plant terribly and still get a couple of tomatoes from it and the fact fact that the teacher who's leading it is not looking for the food to go to the kids too she wants to go to the food bank i was like okay yeah Yeah. we're we're gonna be helping out with that so that's it's cool what we can do in you know money we do in money what we can do in time we can do in time and this one's gonna be a little bit of both but Mm -hmm. it'll definitely uh come out ahead because we're teaching kids something that is pretty much existed yeah i mean uh, stopped existing which is applicable life skills and gardening is a hundred percent so i'm excited today and uh well we're gonna get started into it we're gonna talk about quite a few things and uh it's all gonna tie in i promise so okay with that and happy friday and welcome to the stupid podcast on everything's friday edition where i'm joey and i'm kiki and we talk about everything and nothing all at the same time 
and we're going to continue with our ongoing series about the Fair Tax Act. And I promised that today I would talk about the 16th Amendment, and I would talk about how the 16th Amendment came to be. And because it's a little important to understand this, is that we didn't always have an income tax. Okay. We, we didn't. Before the Civil War, in fact, most of our money that came in came in from tariffs. And as we've talked about before, tariffs is what we you know, get for things that are coming in from overseas. And that was paying and helping industrialize the country because that was also incentivizing people to have made in America and to have our own, you know, things that we were manufacturing and stockpiling and producing. Mm -hmm. So we were a very industrial, we were an industrializing nation, which was pretty cool. Then we had the Civil War and the Civil War wasn't paid for by anybody else because it was a Civil War. Mm -hmm. And it was a Civil War was in part to abolish slavery um, in, in main part. And so we had this war and we had to pay for the war. And so Congress uh, enacted um, a uh, an income tax and it wasn't a hard income tax and people were OK with that, understanding why. Just mm -hmm. happy we weren't fighting anymore. and We were paying an additional three yeah. percent sales tax that was going to repay for the war efforts. And so great. Sounded good. And that's exactly what we did. So in 1874. We had collected enough in income tax to pay for our civil war, and so it was repealed. Perfect. So everything was good, and everything was good until 1894. And then in 1894, Congress was like, hey, wait a second. You know, we want to get more stuff in imports. And so Congress passed the Wilson-Gorman Tariff Act. Okay. And the Wilson-Gorman Tariff Act lowered tariff rates and wanted to make up for that lost revenue because Congress doesn't just give away money, right? Or give up getting money. Mm -hmm. Instead, what they did was they said, okay, so to make up for that tax, again, 22 years later, they said, we're, we're going to impose an income tax. And on corporate profits, gifts, inheritances, it's income tax, right? Okay. So... Then um, a farmer or uh, yeah, it was a farmer is a Pollock Pollock in the case was Pollock V uh, Farmers Loan and Trust Company. OK. Um, and Pollock was like, oh, no, don't you dare pay a single cent of my money and my income of my of what I have earned to to Congress, because this is unconstitutional. Why this money is worse constitute the Congress is supposed to get money from tariffs and now they're deciding they're going to lower tariffs to get more imports so they can tax more things for us that are coming in and then they want to impose an income tax so they can lower tariffs. No, this isn't right. And Congress is like, hey, we're not producing enough. We need to get incentive for this stuff to come from overseas. And, you know, they're like, no. We're Americans. We are literally industrious people. We figure things out. Mm -hmm. And and it was like, so this went to court. And, I mean, it, it went to court and ended up going all the way up to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said, no, he's right. According to Article 1, Section, I believe, 3 or 5 of the Constitution, um, this is unconstitutional. Now, I'm going to take a quick pause on this just to, to understand something. We have had an embargo against Cuba for ever. Like, honestly, we, it, it, it's yours in my lifetime. Okay? okay. There's been an embargo against Cuba. Nothing has gone into Cuba. There has been no trade in Cuba. Cuba is economically, quote unquote, failed. Right? 
Okay. There are people who are there who are so industrious that they're keeping things running from 40, 50, 60 years ago. Finding ways with no new materials and everything to fix everything that they have. And living an actual decent life. There's You can go on YouTube or there's uh, several documentaries talking about people from Cuba and people from Haiti who have literally figured out amazing ways to be able to do stuff with stuff we would consider junk. Right? Hmm. We get a car and it's got only got three wheels and they're like, wow, you got three? <laughs> right? I mean, and they make, they make that shit run. Okay? So... To say that people aren't industrious and won't figure out and survive and, and, you know, not only that, but learn how to thrive on things like that is a ridiculous argument in any way, shape, or form, especially because you can't do that without crushing the American people, saying, you know what, you America's stupid. You guys can't yeah, that's figure this literally out. What we gotta, we're we're going to lower tariff rates, and we're going to impose an income tax. So in a five-to-four decision, okay, the, mm-hmm. the Supreme Court said, no, it's unconstitutional. You can't do it. So what did Congress do? Okay. They said, we'll just go back to the tariffs and everything else, right? No. I was going to say, well, obviously not. No. <laughs> because it's it was, and, it, and a lot of people mark this as one of the, you know, post-Civil War demonstrations of the corruptness within Congress. Because there is no way in shape or form this is representing the people, well, right? Literally, our checks and balances system is faulty. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yep. And it happened because this is what happened. Congress decided to add to the Constitution and added the 16th Amendment of the United States Constitution. And that became, and, and it was passed in 1909. So, some time after the original of this. But because Congress didn't get their way, the government didn't get their way, the weaselly little fucks turned around and went around it i know i have experience in this firsthand i had a recycling company that literally acted as a recycling courier so we would go to your home we would pick up your recyclables we would get them recycled for you and in return for getting the getting those recycled we would retain half as part of our service fee okay Okay. so you didn't have to go anywhere you had all your cans your bottles your everything and we took everything right we took wine bottles beer bottles we took just regular glass, plastics, all kinds. And we actually had buyers for them because they were being utilized. Mm-hmm. And so, and Cal Recycle was like, hey, don't do that. And we're like, oh, no, we're doing it. There's nothing. No, you, you're, you're, an, uh, you're an unqualified recycler. Oh, no, we're not. Well, you're an uncertified recycler. No, we're not. We're not a recycler. What? No, we have the definition. Your definition in your books. We aren't. We took that thing. We went to court. They tried to give us a cease and desist. We ignored their cease and desist. They give us our court day. We took our day. We went to court. We kicked the living shit out of them. So we won, right? Well, no, clearly not. Obviously not. So they changed. They changed the law. That's what they did. They they didn't, and they couldn't just change the law because we were grandfathered in. What they ended up doing was saying, "Hey, you know what? If you have recyclables to bring, you can't bring in more than two hundred pounds." So that was it. Literally. And so the government has been doing this forever. They don't like the fact that we as a people fight and can be smarter than them. And so they just make up a new law, which is what they did in the Constitution. (laughs) You know, we don't like that. The definition of unconstitutional doesn't fit our narrative. So we'll mm -hmm. just change the definition of unconstitutional for you right here, right now. Yep. Basically. So. You know, and that's, and that's, that's what's, (laughs) 
that's what's frustrating about it, right? Because mm-hmm. this was our government showing exactly uh, exactly what they were capable of doing. And the people let them do it. And so because the people let them do it, they set a precedent. That Congress could pretty much do whatever they want, even if it was unconstitutional. That the Senate could do whatever they wanted as long as if it wasn't un- even if it wasn't un- if it was unconstitutional because they would find their workarounds. And that's what they do. Okay. So the 16th Amendment was created, and the 16th Amendment allowed Congress to levy an income tax without apportioning it among the states. So meaning it didn't have to distribute distribute it among the states on the basis of population. They could basically allowed them to do whatever they wanted okay. with the money. They take, they take it in from the richest states, right? And in like modern times right now would be California, would be New York, would be, you know, the states that have, have those um, money, basically, states that have the money, and they do whatever they want. And that's basically what it did. It allowed Congress to do whatever it wanted with the money. So the money wasn't coming; it wasn't coming in from an income tax like during the Civil War. The money that was raised in each state, that money went back mostly to that state. Okay, it went back to the states to be able to help pay for things. And it was like, okay, makes sense, right? We had a civil war. We had a messed up country. Mm-hmm. So it was like, so money came in and did this. Well, well, now, no, we we can do do whatever we want. We don't have to apportion it to anybody. That's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is this is understand that this is a not new thing. And we have a government that is, you know, making us pay a tax that was originally unconstitutional. It was illegal. And why? Because the founding fathers knew that we were, you know, that if given the chance and given the wrong people sitting in the wrong seats, that corruption was going to win. Which is why I don't understand that we never made terms mm-hmm. for anybody other than the president and the vice president. Well, and the president didn't. And it was literally, I mean, it you was just understand. set because, yeah. you know, George Washington was like, you know what? No, I'm it wasn't George Washington. It. Hold on. I thought that was the whole thing. So he went eight eight years and decided no i'm done yeah the the limit of two terms wasn't actually set in congress until 1947 so and it was because roosevelt was they were looking at roosevelt for four terms so one term coming in as a vice president from vice presidency and then serving two more terms and then wanting to elect him again and so no in in 1947 um the 22nd Amendment of the Constitution was uh, created and submitted to state legislators for ratification, and it, ha- and it got the prerequisite that it needed, which was 36 of the 48 states at the time, to make sure that from that point on, anyone who was elected president would only be elected, would be elected twice, and could not elect, be elected again. Now, technically, that doesn't mean that, that w- if you think about it, somebody could become vice president, right? And then be elected twice to be president, and they're fine. So it's it's kind of crazy to think about that. What I don't understand, and I've looked it up and I see backs and forths, is can the president become vice president after their presidency? And then if the president stepped down, would the vice president become the president again? I, I don't think that happened. I mean, I don't think it could happen, but 
it just seems like it's like something that hmm, be interesting. There might be a loophole in there. Right. Or can they run for the head of Congress, which puts them third seat in line? And then if the president and the vice president, you know, something happened to them, would they <laughs> go from there? So anyways. So the way that the Fair Tax Act would go is the Fair Tax Act would literally turn it back into Congress getting the majority of their money from tariffs. And of course, China doesn't like that idea. India doesn't like that idea. All of the countries that we import overseas from don't like that idea because Congress is going to get their money. Yeah. <laughs> and and then it's like, oh, well, yeah, then there's stuff that's going to go a higher in price. And no, the reason behind tariffs is literally the reason that we have, you know, higher interest rates. The Federal Reserve does try to do good things. One of the things that they try to do is they try to curb the inflation rate. And part of curbing the inflation rate is they raise interest rates and it slows down what we spend as a people. Okay. Because the higher an interest rate, like right now, the interest rate for a house is ridiculous, which is why people aren't buying homes, you know? So they try that. And it's the same thing. It's, you know, you and I were looking and at uh, Tecmo or whatever it was yesterday, right? Another mm -hmm. wish we've at wish AliExpress, Alibaba, um, you know, Tecmo, geek.com. We have all these places that are selling this crap from overseas, ridiculously cheap. And the truth is that it's because of human rights violations mm. uh, for the people that are manufacturing it. And we, we joke around about it, but at the same time, it, it is something to think about. You know, these people who are yeah. working 24 hours, go to sleep for four to six hours, go back and work in these shops for another 24 hours and they're doing these stints and they're eating horribly and they're in or down to our phones, right? Like lithium mines, cobalt mines, they it's been more more footage that's been released showing that what we were told doesn't happen is exactly all that's happening and that it's a bunch of people who are down there and just digging in horrible conditions, unsafe conditions, trying to find lithium and cobalt so that we, we can have our phones, right? And now it's like, you know, we have people who are innovating, looking at salt batteries, looking at even, you know, used uh, nuclear waste batteries that, you know, very micron that you know, housed, taken care of so that you don't get radiate, irradiated. <laughs> but, but that's what an industrialized nation does. An industrialized nation tries to find ways to do things. And so we having a fair tax would mean that the Congress, Congress would have to go back to tariffs. And you're right. Our shit from wish wouldn't be stupidly priced. Right. Are, and this is part of people's arguments is, well, everything coming in from overseas would suddenly be more expensive. That's right. Everything coming in from in from overseas would be more expensive, which would incentivize us to do more locally. Which is exactly what we everybody keeps trying. Oh, my God. To, we create yeah. jobs. And it, it, it just it literally partisan. This isn't a Trump thing. This isn't a Biden thing. This is a us thing yeah we literally would jobs be making because everybody wants to support the local business and oh yeah support the local businesses and you know if you're going to start a business which everybody tries to at some point or mm -hmm. another which is why we're here yeah <laughs> just if it's all it would make all of that so much easier and mm -hmm. people are arguing against it because the things from overseas would not be cheap anymore what it would have like i don't understand you should be proud to be from 
the country that you are Absolutely. from. Absolutely. You know, we, you oh my gosh, proud. you're a nationalist. It's like, what's wrong with that? You should be proud to live in the United States. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, then you need to change it so that you are. Right now, it is really hard to say that I'm proud to be in the United States. Yeah. It's it's not hard to say I'm proud to be in Texas, mm-hmm. um, but to to look at the country as a whole and to know that everybody on the outside is always just so confused as to what we're doing and why we're fighting with each other and nobody gets it and th- this this is the this is the first step to really starting to better the country because the people would benefit from this. Mm -hmm. I do not understand why people think that, oh, well, the rich would only benefit from this because it's not true. It's not true at all. That's a bull. It's like such, but that's, but that's always the argument, right? It's we, we have a society that people fall back on the stupid. They fall back on the stupid, right? Oh my gosh. You know, Elon Musk can't have this because they literally called him a racist. They called the African guy a racist. It was hilarious, right? They did this. I've seen it with politicians. If if a politician is black and has a, a very de- uh, you know a varying viewpoint from the status quo, then they're an Uncle Tom or they're a racist or they're you know, yeah, a self hating. You know, what about Not, your own people? How could you turn your back on your people? Right, kind of thing. That crap. You know what? I, I I literally I have zero like. Czechoslovakians. My family, you know, has Czechoslovakians, Romanians, um, and you know, we everybody's just like, oh man, you you know, you gotta back everybody up because they're Romanian, and you gotta back everybody up because they're Czechoslovakian, and you're Czechoslovakian. I'm like, I don't back up criminals no matter what you do. I don't back up criminal actions, criminal intent, no matter what you do. But just because I'm this and I have a different viewpoint, I'm sorry. Where did my freedom of speech? Where did my freedom exactly. of expression? My freedom of thought go? That's right? exactly how I feel when mm-hmm. I when I first started to change my viewpoints on everything and really start to realize the uh, double standards of mm-hmm. uh, even just it'll take a big one. But for Black Lives Matter, the yeah. double standards of it, I really started to change my viewpoints and stand out and start to speak on, you know, how I felt about it. Then the way that people started to react was, oh, well, you can't you can't have that thought process. You're going to turn your back on us. You're really going to not you're not going to support your own people. Like, okay, if anybody else of any other race looked at you and said your people, it'd be racist. So why are we allowed to say, oh, this is these are my people? Why are we furthering the divide? I thought the point was that we're all supposed to just be the same in this country together. Mm -hmm. So why are we still splitting it? It was the same thing. When I said that I, the things, uh, it's literally, I was very particular about my words, but people still didn't, couldn't accept it. As I had finally was like, you know what? I'm sick of seeing all the things online about people just saying that Trump is a horrible, horrible, horrible president. Mm -hmm. Like there's a difference between somebody being a bad person and being a bad, whatever it is that they do. Because I, like, I just, I don't get that. (laughs) So when people were, were constantly bashing on the little things and things that had nothing to do with him and what he was doing for the country. I had finally posted up on Facebook and was like, you know, there's a difference uh, between being racial, just racially ignorant and racist. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to agree with the way that somebody is to agree with the things that they're doing. 
Right. hundred percent. That was like, that was, I think it was literally along those lines. You don't have to agree with, I don't have to like a person to like what they're doing. The kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, Oh honey, you know, Trump wouldn't like you. It's like, I don't need him to like yeah. me. I don't need him to, you know, want to be my friend for him to take care of the country. The country is not consist of only me. I'm not trying to be buddy buddies with the president. I just want them to make sure that the country is going to prosper from whatever it is that they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, that Which, like and that's exactly what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be standing up for the people that are running our country. And yeah. I'm sorry, the government isn't running the fucking country. No. It's the farmers. It's the people that are literally providing things. Anybody that's out there working their, you know, super tr- you know crazy trades jobs mm-hmm. that everybody, oh man, you know, don't get a trades job otherwise it, you I don't understand that viewpoint. Right. What is wrong with being handy? Oh, hey, something goes wrong. You know how wrong. many friends were like, "Wait, you're going to become a trucker?" Yeah. You know, and then they lost their jobs at Apple. They lost their jobs at, at Amazon. They lost their jobs at Google. They lost their tech jobs. And like, you're going to go be a trucker. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be a trucker because this is what being a trucker pays. And now I've got those friends going, I want to be a trucker. Um, and, and half of them can't because half of them are way overweight. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't pass a physical. Their eyes are their eyes are just shot from staring at a screen. So, you yeah, know. they wouldn't they wouldn't be able to pass what they need to pass mm-hmm. in order to be able to be one. Yeah. And so it's like, so all of these different things. And now they're like, oh man, I should have been a trucker, you know, type situation. And I'm like, oh, I'm okay. <laughs> but, no, I but, don't and understand. we don't know, we don't always agree with people like, like, and I, I'll talk about those like Buddy Carter. Okay. Mm-hmm. We the talked person, about, we talked about him yesterday. Yeah, this is the congressman pushing who put forward it, this act right now. The, the current version of the act. Right. Um, I, we don't like him. I, I, I'm not a, I am look, I'm, I'm like, I look at him. I do not line up with a lot of his political points. I don't, but this bill is right. This bill is, you know, this bill is a good bill and this bill would, yes, you're right. Your shit from wish would go up in price. It's supposed to, because you know what happens? We stop you. Every single thing that you buy from wish, every single thing and understand that this goes for a lot of stuff that you buy that you, you know, you buy from Apple, you Mm -hmm. buy from, you know, you buy from Amazon. All of a sudden with all of these tariffs, there's more incentive for Apple to bring more jobs into the U.S., mm-hmm. more job, more incentive for all of these people who are profiteering off of human rights violations. Elon Musk, I like Elon Musk in a lot of ways. I like Elon Musk. I love that he's actually standing up to bullies, mm-hmm. you know, and I appreciate that. I think that he's he's going through a rough patch right now because mm-hmm. there are some things that. It's the same with anybody. Some things that I just don't agree with and the general population goes, mm, that's kind of cringy and they don't like it. But I really enjoyed when he first started coming up and, you know, being the person that he was being and really starting to push through and break through the crowd Mm -hmm. that he was just relatable. Like, it was really weird. He was just some down-to-earth, real nerdy guy, real awkward in front of people. Oh, yeah. And it was just, yeah. He's still awkward. It's great how awkward he is. He's on the spectrum, but but he's just an awkward guy. Mm Mm-hmm. And we don't agree with everything that he does. But, well, even, but, but you know, like, for example, we had an electric vehicle. We loved our electric vehicle, mm-hmm. you know, but not so much now realizing that, you know, what's going on with lithium and how lithium is, is gathered and how cobalt is gathered. Yeah. And, you know, and then it's a like, shit hits the fan situation. Where are you going to charge it? Right. What are you going to do? You're going to sit there and hand crank your electric vehicle so mm-hmm. you can go down to get some milk from your local farmer? No. Yeah. The, the thing <laughs> so. is, is, is you can learn to make gasoline and you can learn to make diesel. 
you cannot learn to make lithium batteries. Yeah. <laughs> so, but in this, I'm all for those things going up in price. Uh-huh. I'm all for us finding incentive to not purchase things that are, you know, bought from companies and individuals who are directly profiteering from human rights violations. So I find it amazing that in our woke culture, that those who are woke aren't jumping into this and going, holy crud, yes. Right? Yeah, all these human rights activists, Mm -hmm. and they're not boycotting or speaking out against these companies. They just go, oh, billionaire's big bad, millionaire's big bad. It's like, that's not the point. Right. You realize that everybody that works for them is literally supporting that because they work for them Mm -hmm. but we're not going to do that because oh they're just the working class people it's like so you're calling them stupid for getting a job yeah you think they don't know who they're working for like anybody i I talk to anybody that's worked at apple they know exactly what the fuck they're working for and they enjoy it and they're proud to go oh yeah i work at apple (laughs) yeah i mean like literally like i still to this day and look there's a lot of things that i love about apple and there's a lot Uh of things i have a lot of apple products and i a lot of things that apple is very innovative about um, or very good at marketing what other people have innovated, you know, which is more of the, the correct statement. Mm-hmm. But 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 the bottom line is, is. You're talking about something that, you know, and, and we're going to wrap this up. OK, you know, we don't agree with all the viewpoints of Buddy Carter, who is putting this bill forward, didn't agree with, you know, all the and all the other po- previous politics, uh, politicians who are putting this in. This thing has been put in since I graduated, you know, a couple of years after high school. This thing's been going for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't agree with the three people who founded this thing, you know, in all of their viewpoints. I looked up a little bit and I was like, mm, yeah, we wouldn't be buddies, you know, type situation more than likely. Um, who knows? Maybe maybe they would because <laughs> just we, we all have a, a same kind of drive because. A fair tax is a fair tax. A use tax is what a fair tax is. You paying for something over and over and over and over and over again is not a fair tax. Okay. Being able to choose what you pay taxes on Mm -hmm. and what you don't is fair. Yeah. You telling an individual who makes more or less money that they should pay more or less for the same product, goods, or services is not fair. In no way, shape, or form. And being taxed on money that we've already been taxed on and money that's already been taxed is not fair. Mm -hmm. Okay. You as a listener should get to keep 100% of your paycheck. And then you as a listener get to decide where you're spending your money. And oh, hey, maybe I will buy a used car instead of a new car. Because despite the incentives, I don't feel like spending another 23000 to $30,000 on a $100,000 car. Good. You know, because do you know what's more economical than buying an electric vehicle? Environmental? I'm sorry. Do you know what's more environmental than buying an electric vehicle? Buying a used car? Buying a used electric vehicle. Do you know what's more economical than that? Buying an old car and making that shit run until its wheels fall off. Because that's the stuff that is literally going to stop things. Because, you know, people, oh, we recycle. Okay. We reduce. Okay. How about reuse? What? How about reuse? even then, recycling, I still think it's hilarious that people think, you know, having their goods... Mm -hmm 
you know, manufactured in recycled plastic. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then they go and they drive and use their diesel engines or gas engines to drive to that place that all those things already had mm-hmm. spent diesel engines driving from one place to another. Um, so that you can go drive your diesel or gas engine to that place, pick up that plastic thing, drive it all the way back to your house, use that thing, and then, you know, throw it in the recycling. And then you take that out and then you have, you know, another diesel engine come and pick up that recycling and then go take it somewhere else. So they use all these different things to, again, recycle it. Mm-hmm. I, at some point, you have to go, is this really better for the environment? Well, or And the big problem with it is that most of the stuff that we're getting in in plastics aren't coming from the U.S., mm-hmm. okay? And not most. Like, the, a good portion of it mm-hmm. is not coming from the U.S. So we've got this over-intake of plastics that become unviable to use. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, yeah, it's... you. The, no, when the, you sit the down reuse. and think about every single factor mm-hmm. into something being, quote-unquote, environmentally friendly, right. it really isn't. And building up all the things that you need to use for it, you know, because you can't just sit there and go, oh, well, this is, you know, plastic and it was made here. OK, but it's every single thing that has to do with creating that mm-hmm. and transporting that thing also from here, because otherwise it's not. Right. That's the biggest thing that people hate about, you know, vegans is that they're so not vegan because the mm-hmm. whole point of what they do isn't it doesn't make any sense oh well you know animals have emotions and all this thing and you know you can't can't do all of that and you know it's so terrible for them you can't can't eat the animals but you're saying that because they have emotions so what's the difference between that animal and a plant that you're eating from and if you care so much about the animals really you'd be eating nothing because you're stealing from their food too mm-hmm. and like, if what we about cared them? ultimately about the environment we just die Honestly, I mean, on, because we're we, destroying we, the planet. We are the one species that this planet would thrive without. 100%. So, but <clears throat> anyway, a little off on, on this, but but all direct. The, the Fair Tax Act benefits everybody in every walk of life. There is no real legitimate argument to it. The only people who are responding and saying anything are barfing up crap that other people are barfing up from other people who are barfing it up from the politician whose butt they're licking. And that's all it is because it makes zero sense to say, hey, you're going to buy this. Yes, you're going to get taxed for it. OK, I'm not going to buy it. OK, but you're going to get taxed for it anyways. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, why not? Because, you know, because I'm poor. Well, then don't buy it because you're poor. <laughs> Exactly. Like, like, well, that's not fair. I should have it too. No, you know what? No, no. You see, we 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 live in this entitlement, and and the people who are entitled are the people that we don't want to say bad things about because you know they're they're it, emotions, but emotions don't get jobs done. Mm-hmm. I can cry all I want. I've 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 heard the horror stories. And seeing the horror stories of people when we interview people who just don't deserve the job that they think they deserve. They don't. You don't. You do not. I'm sorry. If you lose an eye, you are not going to win an archery competition. Okay? If if you are fat and out of shape, you are not going to be an Olympic swimmer. You know? But, but you know, well, poor people have rights and they should have, you know, full access to... Everything that you have access to. Why? What's the incentive? You know, 
where, well, we're going to overtax people for making money, then, okay, then what incentive do people have to get anything done? Look at Canada. Tell me what was the last innovative thing to come out of Canada? What was the last tech thing that you know that came out of Canada? I what? didn't have no idea. <laughs> people are de-incentivized to start a business in Canada. Literally. Canada truckers truckers saw what was going on saw that it was unfair and literally had a strike over it and everybody was supportive of it but a few government people and the 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 list of human rights crimes that have been stacked up from that from Trudeau wanting to freeze their bank accounts yeah, to, <laughs> to, you know, trying, telling police to go and arrest these guys and the police going, oh, no, fuck you, mate. Or, you know, fuck you, eh? <laughs> like, they're just like, no, we're not doing that shit, you know. It's like, but look at it. But here we have, so we have a chance right now. And, you know, okay, so how does it work? How do you do it? So you find your congressman. You find your senator. Okay, you have a couple of congressmen, but you find your senator and you say, hey, I support this and I'm your constituent and you push and you become louder than than, you know. Louder than their special interests, period. And that's 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 what you have to do, because a politician can't be bought and paid for by special interests if they're not a politician. Mm-hmm. And if they get voted out because somebody else is willing to set it in, I don't care what letter is sitting next to them, you know? Oh, Republican. Oh, you know, Democrat. Oh, independent. Oh, libertarian. I don't care. I'll I'll tell you right now. I care about this. I care about the Fair Tax Act. I care about what it means for my kids, your kids, everybody's future. I care about what it means for us in our life. We have a corrupt government, period. Money money that should have come from tariffs needs to go back into tariffs. Period. We shouldn't be paying taxes for things that we don't use. And we shouldn't be penalized for wanting to make more money. We shouldn't be penalized for wanting to save money for our kids and our in their future. What the government is doing right now is setting us all up to be criminal. All of us. There shouldn't be a single person listening to this that, that has kids, grandkids, or anything like that that thinks that the death tax is a good thing. And it doesn't have to be a thing at all. We're pushing right now on property taxes. You know, we went and got an exemption because we're homesteading. And it's like, and we put through our exemption for homesteading because we're not going to do that. That's ridiculous. The property taxes in Texas are not fair. Period. And we're fighting against it. You know, and they're not fair. So anything that's unfair, we're going to fight against it. And this is. And our current taxation system, our current tax system is a joke. It's made to make your life difficult, my life difficult. It's made to be confusing. It's made so that we don't understand the con artists who are taking money directly out of our wallet each and every day. And the Fair Tax Act eliminates all of that. Yeah, we need it. We Mm -hmm. need the Fair Tax Act. So, you know, again, I, I, I encourage everybody to... We'll put all the links up on our, I'll put all the links up on our Facebook. I'll put the links up on, on Twitter. I'll put the links everywhere. You know, we appreciate everybody that's listening and we have an opportunity to change our country. And honestly, it'll change the world. 
And it'll change the world environmentally. It'll change the world economically. It'll change the world for, you know, setting precedent. And it'll help to start the process of eliminating corruption. And so for that, please share this, share this podcast, share our page, share everything else. This is going to be the last time I talk about this. This is my, my final, you know, final episode on this because, you know, we have other things to talk about (laughs) and I didn't want this to be political and I didn't want this to be, uh, uh, we didn't, the things that we, we have in this podcast is we're centrists. We're, we're, we're in the middle. We think both sides are wrong and we don't want to sit and just blow horns on something that eventually just doesn't catch anybody's attention. We Mm -hmm. like talking about and doing a lot of different things. And so we want to get back to those, but we're going to do everything that we can to spread the word on this and support this. And if it means that I'm going to contact buddy Carter and have him on our show, I'll do that. If I'm going to contact these guys that help put the fair tax act together, I'll do that. And so we may not be done on this, but we do, you know, have other things that we want to get to. And this, but this is important. When I look at Lily and Tabby, the thought that, that they're going to, that 40% up to 40% of what I make and save for them, you, you know, everybody, when I die, is gone. How fair is that? It's not. So, <sighs> that said, have a great weekend. Enjoy your weekend and, and in, enjoy the people around you. Look at those people and know that, hey, it's about change and it's about time. Right? Mm-hmm. So, with that said, I've been Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we just want to thank you so much for joining us. And we want to remind you, that which does not kill you just keeps hitting the snooze button. So have at, buddy. (laughs) Peace out with your peace out. Bye.